Welcome to Looking for Life. I'm Kirk Packer, and I'm here with my co-host, George Thompson. And as we tackle uh, some thoughts on looking for life this week, we want to talk about focus this week and really what our focus needs to be. Part of the thing that we see in God's Word is that we each have purpose. God created each of us for purpose. But as we go along in our lives and we confront things that come at us, it's easy to just start reacting. And in that reacting, to begin reacting out of our flesh. And in the process of doing so, we can really um, lose focus and get off track on what our purpose is. So today, we just really felt the Lord calling us back to what our purpose is. And uh, one of the ways that he did that was through a scripture that the Lord shared with George. So, George, if you don't care, would you mind um, sharing that scripture with us today? It's going to be the book of Acts in chapter 20, and I believe it was verse 24, wasn't it? Yes. It says, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for the finishing work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news and about the wonderful grace of God. And go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, what what was the Lord really speaking to you as he shared that with you? Um, the, the, I read that this morning in, in just my quiet time with the Lord. And the, the thing... It just it just stopped me in my tracks, if you will, because um, my 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 life has a bigger calling on it, um, and God was just showing me that that it he he wants to use me in greater ways than you know per se a job or um, luxury things that that maybe I just want. He he has a purpose for me. In, in ministry, if you will, or in the gospel of, of him. And just, uh, he just really called me out on that, that, that that's my first focus. It's not, it's not something down the line and it should be brought to the forefront, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And as you shared that as being myself in full-time ministry, um, that idea of, of, you know, sharing the gospel is certainly in the forefront of my mind. However, as I shared earlier, I find that what can happen to me is that I start reacting to things out in the culture and things in in my realm uh, where I'm living. And as I start reacting, what can happen is I start chasing things and I start Uh, taken up battles that the Lord has not called me um, to take up. And the result is, is that it, for me, it's a distraction because he didn't call me to it. And even if it's not a bad thing, uh, the enemy wants to use it to keep me from focusing on what the Lord really has for me. And I think that that's something that we can all 
find ourselves in the midst of. Yeah, I think that's so true. Um, you know, when you just think about um, life, I mean, I'm thinking about your life, for instance, four children, um, you and Nikki work multiple jobs, and it's just most of your life is just trying to keep up with what's going on in life. And we can, the, the enemy can use that as a distraction at times where you're just trying to keep up and, and you're doing good things. I mean, you've preached that from the pulpit, but you're not being fulfilled. Your heart's not being used in the midst of that. I mean, your kids are important. Nikki's important, absolutely. And God wants you to take care of those things. But we can get distracted and run with those things as the world does in sports or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, in money. I mean, there's all kinds of idols that we see in this world I mean, just start naming them. You can have a car that is an idol. And, and so you just really got to be careful. And that's what I felt like the Lord was showing me today is give me your first. Give me your first fruits. Everything else will be added to you. Yeah. And as we read that scripture and as you're talking, I'm reminded that part of my wiring that God has given me is that I am a defender and I am a fighter for freedom and the freedom of others. It's, it's doesn't even feel like it's something I choose. It's just in me and it just comes out of me. And I believe that the Lord wants to use that to fight for the spiritual freedom of others around me that's his purpose however i think that what the enemy wants to do is to take what god's put in me and have me use it for other things that maybe they're not even bad but it's it's a distraction and right now what we're seeing all around us is we are seeing freedoms that are threatened in in just various ways and so there's things inside of me that rise up and say, ooh, I, I want to I take a stand against that. I want to take a stand against that. And I'm having to slow down and I'm having to say, God, what do you want me focused on? Because I don't want to waste my life. And that's part of what Paul was saying. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to waste it. He, he, wants, he wants to go for the goal that God's put before him. And we all have a goal that God's put before us. Yeah. You know, you know, and as you're speaking, you know, I, I go to the book of Genesis um, because if we don't stay in tune with the Lord day in, day out, we lose sight of where we're at. And if you think about Joseph, for instance, in the book of Genesis, and when he finally reveals himself to, to his brothers, he was sold into slavery. Maybe I need to start with that and by his brothers. But he, he finally... As the story goes, he finally reveals himself to his brothers after some years has gone by and says, I'm Joseph. And he, and he takes the blame from them and said it was God's plan the whole time to set him up that way. And, and I think it's just a good thought for me because when things go bad, I mean, Joseph went through some tough stuff here. But when things go bad, I need to realize that God still has a plan for me, just like he did Joseph. And that really spoke to me as you were speaking there because God's always got a plan and he can take what's bad and make it good. 
But but if we're not if we're not walking, if we're not close to him, we're going to get distracted and we're going to say God's mad at me. God's I mean just start naming them, and, and we're gonna we're gonna take it as an offense instead of something God's trying to do through us. And as you're sharing that story of Joseph, I'm reminded that before his brothers sell him into slavery, God speaks to him and gives him a vision of the future. Joseph knows that he's going to be a leader. Now, if you're in Joseph's shoes and God has spoken to you like that, you're feeling pretty good. You're like, man, I've got purpose and this feels good. It connects with what God's put in me. But then the events of life come along, and the next thing you know, your own family is turning against you. You're sold into slavery, and those things that God showed you earlier, you can find yourself saying, well, what was that for? And, and just really becoming bitter, and, and you can really get sidetracked at that point. And, and I feel like I'm in a place similar to that. I'm, I'm having to recall what's my purpose and so on because I'm not seeing the fullness of it right now. And I'm, I'm frustrated with life. Now, my life is not near as bad as what Joseph's <laughs> was for a little while there. But right now I'm feeling frustrated. And I think the Lord's reminding me, hey, he's saying I'm still sovereign. And he's saying that to all of us. He's still sovereign. He's still guiding things. And... Um, and, and he's in control and he's still going to use us for his purposes if we'll keep our eyes on him. Yeah. And, and, and you, you know, God doesn't always give us all the details of what's going on. I mean, he gave Joseph some dreams here and give him an idea, but he didn't do it for years. And Joseph was a boy, basically, when all those dreams come about. He wasn't, he wasn't very old. And then they don't come about for years and years. And there had to have been points in his life where he's scratching his head going, I'm in, I'm in a dungeon here. Nobody cares about me. God's forgot about me. He's trying to work through the, you know, the cupbearer and different people to get out of there. But God, you know, God reveals to him, no, I've done all this. And, and you, you know, I, I've worked through all this for you, Joseph. And what, what he, the reward in the midst of all this that just, you know, just warms my heart in the midst of this. God not only saves Joseph and makes him something great, but he brings all of his family in too, and they don't starve to death. Yeah. God had a plan the whole time, but we've got to follow the plan. And that's where I have trouble because I think I, think I know what's best for me along, along the path of life. Yeah. There's two things that jump out at me as you're saying that. First of all, I was talking to my uh, spiritual father and, and mentor this week, and he was reminding me about words that the Lord has had him speak over me, and he was stirring those things back up. And as he said those things to me again, they washed over me, and part of it was good, but part of it was like, oh. You know, is this really going to come about? I almost don't want to hear it because I'm, I'm somewhat fearful that it's not going to happen. But in order for us to step in to the part that God wants us to play, we've got to trust him 
And the other thing that jumped out to me as, as you were speaking about Joseph is he had to have forgiveness. And that's just really jumping out to me. If we're going to fulfill our part, it's going to take forgiveness because life is tough. We're going to go through some, some rough patches. And in the midst of it, we're going to have family. We're going to have friends. We're going to have Christian brothers and sisters that, that maybe turn against us and God can use it. But in order for us to really fulfill our purposes, we, we can't be about ourselves. We must lay our lives down before the Lord and be about other people. And going back to your first scripture, that's what Paul did. Mm. And, and that's, that's when he was fully alive. And as we talk about looking for life and being fully alive, we are fully alive when we are surrendered for the Lord first and, and then for other people. Yeah. And as you're speaking, I, I just think about, the times of my life where I tried to come up with my own thought instead of taking my thought and going to the word and asking God to answer that thought, because that's, that's where the truth really comes out. And that's when I can understand to a point because God doesn't always reveal the whole story before us, but at least he gives us hope to take the next step, to, to continue to, to walk the next step, the next step. But when I, start having my own thoughts or trying something comes against me where I try to please somebody just so I don't have to put up with the consequence or whatever the case may be, that's when I get in trouble. But when I take it to the, to the word, when I take it in prayer, when I ask God, that's, that's when I can stay afloat basically and not sink. If Joseph hadn't looked to the Lord, where his flesh would have gone is revenge and he would not have been able to fulfill things. And when you talk about looking to the Lord, what I find is that when I try to figure things out myself, I find that my thoughts are unbelievably simplistic (laughs) and because they're so simplistic, it ends up being very confusing because I can't put all of the pieces of the puzzle together. I can usually take about one maybe and sort of make some kind of sense out of it, but there are so many pieces left. It's only God who can take all that's going on in our lives right now and make it into something beautiful, a masterpiece. Yeah. He, he's able to do it. He's done it in in the word over and over, I've seen him do it in my life and he's able to do it throughout my life and all of our lives. Yeah. And, and, and it all goes back to trusting God, but it's, it's a hard, hard thing to do. Um, especially when you're in the middle of, of a heated situation or a stressful situation, because you know, the enemy is constantly trying to bring fear, constantly trying to bring, um, anger, you know, there's always something he's trying to distract you with in the midst of that. And it, it just, it's just a reminder to me, you know, Jesus came and walked with the disciples, but he, he just didn't walk a couple of days. He walked for years and years and they didn't, they didn't get it fully until Jesus was gone. That's when they got it. And, but, but it had to be a process that had to be failing and succeeding and, 
over and over. And it's just our lives. We fail, we succeed, we fail, we succeed. But we're constantly being led by the Spirit and God's constantly blessing us and moving us in in the big picture of what He's wanting done in our life. And the way that each of us plays our part is that we do go back to the Lord and we say, what's my part? Right now, we have so much division in not only our nation, but in families, churches, communities. We have people all around us who have strong opinions that are differing. How do we all come back together? The way that we do that is that each of us individually look to the Lord and say, Lord, what's my part? And we trust that the Lord is going to use even some of the separation. Because again, God used the separation of Joseph and his family. He used it. It was for his glory. And that hits home for me right now because I've had some stressful situations with people close to me and I know that God's able to use it. He's able to use it. The but is though, is that I must surrender myself and I must say, God, it's, it's all yours. You, you can do as, as you desire. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because when those stressful situations to the ones that are closest to us, what does the enemy do in the midst of that? He brings back all the old garbage and reminds us of where we've failed. Where, where we've fell down, where we've rolled in the mud for two weeks. I mean, he, he just bring he starts dragging all this stuff up, the worst of the worst, and he, he's trying to distract you to keep you from a spiritual growth that God is trying to bring you through. And, I mean, over and over in my life, I've gone back to the same junk, and it, it, it's just so difficult sometimes to get over that hurdle but there again, God is there waiting, open-armed, ready to just receive you and say, let's go. Let's go down the path, you know. And what my mind also does is not only do I go back to all the bad things that have ever happened, I then use those things to formulate future events <laughs> that are absolutely terrible and everything is just going to fall apart and all that God has done up to this point is going to be worth nothing. And that's where, I mean, again, when you, could Joseph have done that? Did he, he probably struggled with it. I mean, the scripture doesn't talk about that, but um, if he's human like me, he probably struggled with it. But there comes a place where we've got to say, okay, uh, enough. I'm not going to allow the enemy to put those scenarios in my mind anymore. I'm going to trust God because God has always come through and I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. And, and there, there comes a time where we've just got to say, I trust you, God, and I'm going to walk forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and over and over, I mean, God has been so faithful. I mean, when you think about your life and, and just, you know, whether it's raising kids, um, occupation, you know, uh, church family, whatever it is. I mean, I've seen success and relationships and um, just things be explode and just do great things because God had his hand on it. God has had his hand on it. And I, it's, it's grown my trust. But there's times, again, where, where I lose 
I just quit trusting because all the junk that's being drug up or or I'm just having one of those days where I'm struggling in believing or having hope, I guess is what I should say. And God is such a God of restoration. And not only restoration, but in order to build things that are really beautiful, I find that many times he needs to first tear some old foundations down and just really rebuild and that that tearing down can be hard and when you look right now with all that's going on around us it feels like things are just being torn apart but in the midst of it if we trust god he is able to rebuild something that is more beautiful from a new foundation than could have ever been built before But it takes trusting, and then with that trust, it takes asking, God, what's my part? What am I to focus on? Um, are, is there anything that you know I've made an idol of where I haven't been looking to you? And, and just constantly just giving those things over to the Lord. And it's not, it's not a, f- a fun feeling. It's not. But, yeah. but the, the outcome is worth it. Yeah. And just as you're speaking, you know, uh, the one thing that, that God has been showing me in the midst of the book of Acts as well is there's things in your heart he's trying to bring freedom to. Um, there's there's times he'll bring something up that may not be very pleasant for us, but the reason he's bringing it up is because it's in our heart deep and it needs to be drug out and there needs to be freedom given there where you can maybe show some freedom to someone else that is struggling with the same thing. But you notice the someone else's thing but you don't necessarily know it is in your heart that you're dealing with the same thing. And so uh, as you were speaking, Kirk, I was just thinking about that, just how, how so much of the time God is trying to just shape us and give us more freedom to just walk with him. Yeah. And the last thing that I'll share here is that God is a God of timing. And again, God has put certain things inside of me certain ways that he's wired me but i must wait until the proper time and that goes for all of us and right now as so many things are happening that provoke us it can be easy to just react and to jump on board of something that god hasn't called us to so i just want to encourage all of us in the midst of that again we say this a lot but keep checking in with the lord and just be very careful before you step out and and really go to bat for something that the Lord hasn't called you to. Any last thoughts? Um, I I was just thinking, stay, stay in the word. Um, You know, um, I I think people get misdirected because they're not going back. They think they remember a verse a certain way, but when you go back and reread it, (laughs) sometimes it's worded a little bit different than what you expected. And so stay, stay in the word, um, continually read it, make, make it appointment with God every day and read your word, spend some time with him. It, it's a vital to your life. It, it really is. It definitely is. And there are so many things in the word that will jump out at you in ways they never did before because of the things that you're going through and also the things that God is now saying, okay, you're ready to to see this. You're ready to hear this. You're ready to focus on this. 
And that's a great point to keep going back to the word because otherwise what we can end up doing is having our own thoughts as we talked about earlier, but then saying they're God thoughts, but they're not. And it's a dangerous trap. We pray that you've been encouraged through this um, and that you uh, just through some of the things that have been shared out of God's word and so on would uh, just find uh, the life that God desires you to have. May God bless you. Jesus, give me Jesus.